Everything is bigger at Costco. Grocery carts, peanut butter bottles, my social anxiety. It's like the commercial equivalent of a mosh pit that you have to stand in line to buy a member card for. Welcome to your social anxiety bestie. I'm Sadie, and I'm here to share the truth about what it's like to live with social anxiety disorder. I was diagnosed with severe social anxiety and perfectionism in 2018, and since then I've been nerding out on all things anxiety and healing. My goal is to help you feel less alone and give you tips to face your own social fears wherever you are on your journey. I hope today's episode reminds you that even though social anxiety is lonely, you are not alone. Let's jump into today's episode. Hello. So today's episode is not only about Costco, but it's inspired by my trip yesterday to Costco. I have a tip for how I managed to finally get myself to Costco, even though everything inside me, everything social anxiety, introvert, shy, everything was screaming, do not go to this place. Again, why are you putting me through this? Why do you keep going to this place? Everything was saying, don't go. I was able to go and I wanted to share a tip for how I was able to do that. And I, I use the same tip for going grocery shopping at like actual grocery stores or I mean, anything really that involves errands. So that's what I wanted to share with you today. I don't know if Costco is everywhere. I don't know if all of you will have heard of Costco. I probably, it's a big warehouse where you can buy oversized versions and quantities of items. So instead of like a bag of spinach, you buy a whole greenhouse of spinach. I'm just kidding. It's not that bad. Um, big bottles of peanut butter and it, you just buy everything in bulk. And you have a membership card, you have to pay an annual fee to get warehouse prices. So um, Almost everybody I know goes there. We don't go there a lot because we have a small house for the number of people we have and we just don't have a lot of storage space for bulk items. But for some things like coffee, for example, or detergent for the dishwasher, um, it really is like I've researched alternatives and it really is the most economical and practical place to get those things which means that I have to go once every two to three months and I delay it as long as possible because I've made a lot of progress on the going to stores side of things and like for social anxiety. Costco is my nemesis. Costco is my Achilles heel. Costco, Costco makes it feel like I haven't made progress at all. It's the weirdest thing. It's like I get to step back in time to how I used to feel going to, to, to everywhere. And it's possible that at this point, it's the association that I have with all the stressful times at Costco that is making the stress worse. But anyway, I had to go to Costco yesterday because we needed coffee and detergent. It had to happen. And I wanted to share this with you guys because I wanted to kind of walk you through the anxiety response that I had and how I worked through it in case it helps you. Um, the reason I get anxious in Costco is um, it's huge, it's imposing, 
You get gigantic shopping carts. Like honestly, it took me a while to just get used to having a shopping cart in a normal grocery store because I like to be small and as invisible as possible and not be in people's ways and be easily able to run out of a place. So a shopping cart gets in my way for that. And then at Costco, you have a gigantic shopping cart, which makes me feel gigantic, like this gigantic, socially anxious creature that can't escape. Um, and then I also feel like like there's all these people with these huge shopping carts and they're mostly looking up at all the shelves of ideas that they could buy in massive quantities and no one's really looking. I don't know. I feel like the, I feel like the social society breaks down in Costco. This could be my social anxiety talking. Anyway, my tendency if I have to go somewhere and I'm anxious is like, let's say I have to get coffee. Okay. If I feel anxious, then I need to, I feel like I need to come up with a really long list of things that I need to get to make it worth putting myself through the stress of going to somewhere like Costco. Because in my mind, I'm like, okay, it's going, it's going there is stressful. I'm already going to be stressed. I might as well get everything I could possibly need for the next six months from Costco. So I'm going to buy not like two boxes or whatever of coffee. I'm going to buy 20 and I'm going to buy all the muffins. I'm going to buy so much spinach that my freezer is going to be full of spinach. And I don't know why, I don't know why spinach. I don't even eat that much spinach. Actually, that's not true. I just started doing green smoothies because I, I want to, I want to eat green smoothies, drink green smoothies. Anyway, um, I need all the yogurt. I don't know. Detergent. I need all the detergent to make it worth putting myself through this stress, which would be fine. Except then I have this huge long list and I'm looking at it thinking, well, crap, now I have to be at this stressful place for two or three hours looking for all these things. Now I don't want to go even more. So my compensation, my, my, what's the word? There's a word for that. Like you're anxious. So then my coping strategy, my coping strategy for having to go to Costco was to make a long list. But now my coping strategy is the reason I am further anxious so I was just sitting on the couch yesterday going, I can't go, I, ha I can't go, I can't go, I ha I, I'm going to throw up, I have butterflies in my stomach, I can't go. And I was starting to really spiral and Jesse was there and I said, I, by the time I got to, I got to the point where I was worrying that people were going to judge me for the size of my purse because I got a new purse for my birthday and it's kind of big and I'm like, oh my God, the employees are going to think that I went to Costco to steal all their stuff in my new gigantic purse. That's when I clued in that I was having some social anxiety issues. <laughs> with this trip. So what Jesse said was take all these items off that list. Just get the coffee. <laughs> and that made me realize that, oh, right. Here's the tip. If you have to go grocery shopping and you're stressed about it, divide your list into two or three categories. I say three categories. So divide your list into the things you must get, which are the reason you have to go to this place. So for me, coffee and dishwasher detergent. The next category will be things that would be nice to get. So those could be things that you will eventually need, but they're not critical. But if you get there and you realize you're not as stressed and you're feeling okay, you could grab a couple of those things. So in my case, it was like fruit snacks for the kids or something. And then the third category, I don't really have a catchy name for it. We're just going to call it anxiety add-ons. So it's all the extra stuff I added on my list because I was anxious and trying to make it worth going. So I don't know, I wanted to look at coffee makers and I wanted to look at smoothie ingredients 
that I could just get the grocery store. I don't know, whatever your anxiety add-ons are. So if you have that division, then once you get there, you don't have to think, oh my God, I have to go to Costco and be there for two hours and get 20 different things. You just say, I'm going to get there. I'm going to park. I'm going to go get coffee. I'm going to buy it and I'm going to leave. I can do that. I can be back in however long. And then if you're there and your anxiety is a little bit less and you get some more stuff, cool. The thing that I have to watch out for in that situation is that once I've gotten the must-haves and a couple of the nice-to-haves, anxiety often pushes me to add stuff impulsively to my cart because I'm always looking for a reason to make it worth being there. Or maybe I'm looking for a little bit of like a, a hit of excitement for finding a cool item. I have to resist that because long-term, that's not going to help me. It's not going to make me want to go to Costco more if I feel like I'm just going to buy the whole store to make it worth having shown up, you know? And then you go home. This was a rambly episode. The re Part of the reason this is so fast and so unstructured is that I have less than one hour to get this out because the kids are homeschooling right now because of lockdown. Jesse took them on a drive so that I could have a little bit of time to podcast. I don't have a whole lot of time and I want to get an episode to you. So the takeaway is divide your shopping list so that you're clear on what you need to get and everything else. Don't beat yourself up, whatever happens. If all you do is get the must-haves, cool. You did what you had to do. If you get more, cool. If you impulsively buy, I mean, hey, nobody's perfect. Even people without social anxiety buy things impulsively. You could always return them if, if like you really can't afford it. And then the final tip would be, if none of that is working and you need a reason to make it feel worth going, think of it as exposure practice. It's a double whammy. You're not just going to get coffee. You're also showing yourself that social anxiety can get better. So think of going to Costco or the grocery store as exposure practice. It sucks in the moment, but it's helping you strengthen your going out into the world muscles. And the fact that it's really just Costco that stresses me out now, whereas in the past it was all stores, that to me that's just further confirmation of how treatable social anxiety is. A situation is often a lot scarier in my head than it is once I get there. Again, Costco is an exception. I feel like I'm going to hyperventilate the whole time I'm there, but currently we have to wear masks and stuff, so that doesn't help. I hope that helps. This is actually episode 20. I'm going to try to get episode 21 out within the next week-ish. We're still homeschooling indefinitely, so kind of just doing the best we can, and I'm sure you're doing the same, so... I'm sending you lots of socially anxious love and I'm thinking of you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode and I hope you found it helpful. Anxiety thrives on avoidance and we can take back our power by just showing up like you did today. Remember that you're probably underestimating how strong and wonderful you are and you're probably overestimating how perfect and put together other people are. So show up scared, show up imperfect, just show up. And while you're at it, come find me on Instagram at your social anxiety bestie so we can be awkward together. I wanted to give a super grateful anonymous shout out to one of you guys. You messaged me and said that you finished my podcast. You listened to all the episodes and you wanted some suggestions for other podcasts. 
that you might enjoy. So the ones that I listen to. Um, you're amazing. Thank you so much. I'm so flattered. I told Jesse, there's someone out there who listened to my whole podcast and said that it helped her. That doesn't seem real that mm, something that someone like me could put content out that someone like that person or other people would want to listen to enough to listen to the whole thing and then message me about it. Like, is this real? Anyway, you made my day. So thank you. And I, I will put together a more organized list, but I wanted to share a couple of my favorite mental health podcasts and um, just so you have something to start with. So I'm just going down my list in Spotify. It's not in alphabetical order. It's in order of when they were last updated. So the first one I'm seeing that's mental health related is called Healing Unscripted Podcast. It's actually by my friend Megan. She's on Instagram. That's how we met. And it's really, really good. Every episode finishes with a meditation that she writes herself. So that's really good. Um, the Anxious Therapist by Jacqueline. Uh, that's a big podcast. I've talked about it before. She's also on Instagram. That's how I found her. I admire her style a lot because it's very raw, well, raw, real, and relatable is her tagline. And I super admire that. I wish I could, I hope that someday I can be that um, relaxed about my podcasting. Um, this isn't necessarily, this next one isn't necessarily mental health, but I think it's, it's relevant to social anxiety. It's called Shy and Mighty. The host is Nadia. And I think her latest episode, I'm just looking, yeah, her latest episode is called How to Overcome Anxiety. She interviews someone named Mark who wrote a book called Screw Being Shy. I haven't listened to that episode yet, but I'm definitely going to. I'm looking down my list. Ask Katie Anything. Um, it's by Katie Morton. She has a huge YouTube channel about mental health and she has a podcast as well. So I listen to that one sometimes. Looking down the list. Stand Up to Anxiety by Lucy Smith. She's on Instagram. She interviewed me. I think my, my interview with her is coming out on her podcast sometime in January. And there's a couple more that haven't been updated in a little while. So I'll go through this. I, I listen to a lot of podcasts. So I'll go through this, make a more organized list. I've also got um, like business, entrepreneurship, content creation podcasts that I listen to, parenting podcasts, house like home organization and home cleaning podcasts, grammar podcasts. It's yeah, I love podcasts, which is why I decided to start podcasting. One of the reasons I started. Anyway, I hope you find that interesting and I'll see you next time. Bye.